Hello, everybody. This is Erica. This is Shari. And this is April. And you are now listening to Three Sykes and a Mic. Just as a disclaimer, although the contents of this show may be educational and therapeutic in nature, this should not be considered a replacement for therapy with a licensed professional. If you would like more information on how you can find a therapist in your area, please contact us on social media. All right, all right. Hey, hey, people. How are you today, April and James? Doing well. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, yes. It is Sunday. It is Sunday. We are back today, and you may hear a voice. No, that is not Erica's voice deep. This is our co-host today. Erica is on maternity leave. I guess you can call it maternity leave if it's not a real job. But she's on maternity leave with us. So what you'll hear on these upcoming episodes is a series of co-hosts. We're doing kind of like a a co-host mix and match. Is it a mix and match or rotation? Rotation. Come on, co-host rotation. There we go. There we go. And so today we have the amazing James Patrick fitness guru with us today. Hello. Um, (laughs) So thanks for joining us, James. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. We are so happy that you are here with us. Um, But how's everybody's week going? What's been going on with y'all this week? April, what's been happening? Did you happen to check out Arby's or did you get number two? Ah, petty, or... petty. Mm, I know. I tell me. Stu- I love my stomach and taste buds too much. Uh, oh, well, then you must Arby's. not have. <laughs> then obviously you haven't figured yourself. To I'm Arby's. a witch witch type of woman. Don't do me. I go to witch witch. Not witch witch. <laughs> they ain't even got no franchise. <laughs> they ain't even got no franchise. <laughs> they do. They do. It's one in Augusta. <laughs> At what part, April? <laughs> I don't know. It's off the exit because when I'm on my way to Atlanta, that's where I stop. Too it's next hilarious. to next door to a South Cerritos. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Well, they ain't got no. They ain't. They ain't been, look at that. You're vibrating they have, too they low. Have the they have good fries. They have good fries though. People too low. You're vibrating way too low. <laughs> People be sleeping on which which French fries. They oh, are. Really? Yes, they just brought, they introduced them about two years ago. They are delicious. They're like crinkle cut. They are so good. Oh, so good. yeah! I'm gonna have yeah. to try those out because I haven't. I love Witch Witch, but I have not had their French fries yet. They are. Listen, they're dangerous. I'm a fry fry girl, and they're. I love but I will now. say, Arby's do got some good curly fries. I'm. I agree. I'm not gonna knock their. Listen, their sides are the best thing about Arby's. I agree. April. I agree. <laughs> I feel like you give the cop you give the compliment, and then you take the compliment away, April. And I feel like that's the form of a toxic relationship. And like, <laughs> I don't know if I can do it today. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's sides. I mean, I just, if I'm going to go first, I have not been to Arby's in a good three and a half years. But it will be for their fries or their shake. Do they still do the mozzarella sticks? Yeah, they do. Again, side, side, sides. Because you know yes. why, April? When the relationship why? is good, you don't forget the menu. <laughs> <laughs> the thing you don't forget, right? You may well, not I, get everything on there, but you don't forget it. Okay. Listen, I grew up on it. I'm not gonna pretend like I've never eaten Arby's. It's just, you know, as when I was a child, I ate as a child. 
mm-hmm. when I became a woman, I put away oh. childish things. Amen. So, Amen. You know, that sounds Bible. That sounds like Bible. <laughs> that sounds very Bible. Way. It's one of them. I can't tell you Bible. what part of it it came from. Okay, it's, give me, all right, give me the verse in the, in the uh... All right, I'm not even about to lie on the Lord's huh. word on the Lord's day. <laughs> sounds like a personal interpretation, April. <laughs> <laughs> If if King James can interpret, why can't April interpret? Why can't I? <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. This is going to be a fun episode. This is going to be super fun. For those who don't know, April and her, her relationship with Arby's is a contentious one. Mm, it's mm, mm, I don't have... No, I... See, people think I dislike Arby's. All I'm saying is I don't think Arby's is good enough for how long it's been in business and how many businesses it it has bought. So I believe Arby's is a drug front because I just don't really hear people talking about Arby's like that for you to see them popping up. They bought out Buffalo Wild Wings. They just bought out Dunkin' Donuts, I think. And I'm like, those are places I see packed. I don't see Arby's packed. So you know I why? just think it's drugs. Because you know why? I why? think when you have... Arby's is a concern about the inventory about what they're selling because when they own Dunkin' Donuts, they, they already know. They good now, but they just bought them. So where that money come from? Drugs. That's like Diddy. That's like Diddy and uh and making a band. He is never gonna make money off making a band, but Diddy will always be in business. You know, Diddy don't we- pay. <laughs> right. He didn't want to go pay him. He don't pay his artists. That's how he stay in business. He don't pay. He don't pay. He ain't gonna, no, he Diddy don't, don't pay, pay no uh-uh. May still Mace just said, "Can you give me a little bit of my money? Just a just a percentage of what I work for. Just let me touch give me it. a kickback. Give me a little kickback. Little kickback. Little kickback. Just a little, Mm-mm-mm. little off the top. Yeah, little <laughs> off the top. Off, off the side, I'll take it at this point. You know what I mean? When you asked about this week, it made me think about. I I realized this actually yesterday in the conversation that um my body is telling me that I'm on the verge of being overwhelmed. And I was like, Mm -hmm. my body is telling me like, April, you got two more yeses in you before I shut you down. Um, Because what I noticed is I was so irritable during the week. And usually when I'm, if I'm, cause I'm not, that's like not my personality at all. But I found myself just being annoyed. Like if my phone rang, I'm like, oh, if somebody texted, uh, and it's just like, are you annoyed? Cause somebody said hello. (laughs) Like, (laughs) And what that made me realize is like, okay, I, I'm feeling the effects of being pulled in so many different directions. And usually I'm able to just like, all right, cool. Bounce one thing to the next, one thing to the next. And this week my body's like, Hey, we -hmm. ain't doing that no more. Mm -hmm. And so trying to like figure out, okay, how to, how to time manage better, how to say no to things, Mm -hmm. how to balance Mm -hmm. life, because I can, I can feel it. Like I'm not there, but I feel that little tap on your shoulder of like, okay, keep Mm -hmm. playing. Well, Keep that emotional cognition really, I think emotional cognition paired with, um, you know, just being like in your body, like being in tune with your body, it helps you prepare. I mean, because you felt, you feel the leaves falling, you know, mm-hmm. imagine the people that just hear the trees falling Ooh, in their lives and they still don't take, you know, take notice or take heed. So yeah, I mean, kudos to you for even you. knowing, you know, it's about time to sit down. Mm-hmm. Right. Get somewhere. Mm-hmm. And sit down. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sit yeah. down. And I am, I've been the exact opposite this week. I think 
my hypothalamus hasn't had enough stimulation. <laughs> like I feel myself going into like I've been telling people I am on the precipice of some some low mood, some depression because I haven't had enough stimulus, you know. And mm. so I've really been like pushing myself to do things like get out the house, go into the gym. Hey, James, you know, go into the gym yeah. and like not work out just at home or not work out at home, work from home, cook from home home, sleep at home, like everything Mm -hmm. is in these four walls and it's not enough stimulation. So I'm definitely on the other end of that stick where Mm -hmm. I'm feeling a little underwhelmed Mm -hmm. and my mood is showing it. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say I'm kind of on a, I'm in, I'm not going to lie. I've had a great week. Um, yes, <laughs> great week. Uh-uh, don't be, a, don't be like us. Right. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you be healthy. Like, don't girl, be like us. Be girl, I kind of had a bad week too. Now that you say it, now when I think about it, oh, no, I, 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 I was there the week before last. And then I took, um, I took four days off. So I, I, what we do every four weeks with me, um, I take a long weekend. <clears throat> and so I took four days off and I went away and I put my phone down for like 48 hours. I came back this past week and a lot of people were out of town because, you know, spring break. Um, and I, I mean, I had a great, I had to end it with a great weekend. I, you know, yes. like, yeah, you know, got yourself together. I got myself together. That's what, that's what you need. Let me tell you, that is yeah, exactly you what need you to, need. Sometimes you need to be gotten together and that's okay. Yeah, I went to, um, I had a dream so bad. I had a dream about pancakes uh, the other night and I woke up like, I need pancakes. (laughs) So I went went to the Grand because I love, and I think it's the syrup that I like because I I don't know what's in their syrup. So I was like, I texted friends, I was like, let's go to the Grand. And um, they had a live band there and it was amazing. I mean, it was super loud as hell, but. It was really good. And I love live music. Like that is mm-hmm. my, like I can mm-hmm. tell the effects of not being able to just sit and listen to a band. And it was just so like reinvigorating. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I left there, I went and ran errands. I went grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, yeah. was, it was that pick me up that I needed that I didn't realize like how much I didn't, I'd missed just seeing a band seeing people dance seeing the you know the the artists just like command this crowd Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. seeing all the different people how they're enjoying it i was just like man i have missed this so much but it was was, i needed that that energy as well absolutely Mm -hmm. it's important it's so important so listeners if you are here with us i love that analogy you said james listen for the leaves falling don't wait until the trees fall. Like, listen mm-hmm. for the leaves falling. Listen to what your body is saying mm-hmm. and make sure that you are doing things that keep you balanced. Yeah. That get you, you know, get you all the way together, you know, because mm-hmm. it can be really hard once that tree falls to repair all the damage that it causes. So yes. Yes. it's much yeah. easier to rake leaves than to try to pick okay. up the tree. Okay. Even though raking the leaves is a hot mess, I still got a sore on my hand. I did some yard work like three weeks ago. I'm like, uh uh. I don't do me. Baby, yes, from the rake, honey. I don't do manual labor. I wasn't. See, that's the problem. You must have been gripping that rake like (laughs) gripping, (laughs) gripping hard. Okay. Did you you do front and backyard? Girl, no, just the front. And that took two hours. But I don't do manual labor, so, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing out there. I had my headphones in. I was trying to rake to the beat. 
It was too much. That's the problem. That, and that's that that, 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 that twerking that right with the rake. Yes. Too much. She's doing an eight count instead of regularly. <laughs> you need Out to be there. listening to ballads the whole time you wait. <laughs> Out there rocking back and forth like I was in the Temptations. If that oh, thing is, you. if that music is faster than Anita Baker, I apologize. And you're <laughs> too fast. That's how you get a blister. That's how you get yeah. a blister. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah, that I'm not funny. meant for this. Call my yard man right after. Please do. Please do. <laughs> outsource. Outsource your dad. Outsource. Yes. Outsource. Self outsourcing is a form of self care. It is. Boom. Okay. I love that. That's a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is, is a t-shirt. t-shirt. <laughs> yes. Another, another yes. one for the inventory. Uh, that's funny. So let's talk a little bit about what's been going on in the media. Um, so sad to to kind of bring up or discuss is the recent passing of DMX, DMX, a.k.a. Earl Simmons, um, who passed away this week for us, even though this episode will come out a few days later. Um reportedly from a drug overdose or a heart attack as a result of a drug overdose. So the hip hop world world or the world in general has been discussing his impact as an artist. Um, you know, the how how it seemed like he was trying to get, get back on track with just an untimely death after we had just seen him not too long ago doing the verses we forty and we kind of saw him enjoying himself. So just kind of curious, have you all seen a lot of people on your timeline? talking about his death or just the impact of him as an artist? Yeah, I've, I've definitely seen it. I mean, I, I really try to keep my, my, my ears to the streets. Um, you know, being in, in, in the fitness realm, um, you know, you've got to keep your, and being in the culture, you know, uh, you know, you, you got you to gotta stay abreast of what's going on. Um, but yeah, I've seen a lot of, um, I've actually seen a lot of mixed reviews, but overall people have been very sympathetic and um, you know, and, and just honoring his um, uh, his life and everything he's brought to the, you know, I mean, I, I was blasting DMX in here, you know, yesterday. All my clients came in, you know, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get, you know, what I mean, they were all <laughs> ready to like sing. So it, it, it's it's definitely been um it's been something to. I, I have to say, a lot of people are in, uh, are have been. Um, uh, memorializing him before he even died. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like why? No. Do we, why do we do that? Why do we do that? You know, we, we're so quick to jump the gun. So quick to jump the gun. Yeah. You know, especially when with celebrity deaths. You know, and mm-hmm. people are like, "Wait a minute, how did you put them in the grave?" And we haven't even got a final like yeah. announcement. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, and what that does to morale you know what that does to people what that does to his family you know as they are you know there by his side and they see news reports or hear a celebrity mm-hmm. saying oh you know so-and-so is not here anymore and it's like well wait a minute where did you get that news from right right yeah yeah and i've seen that people do that with regular folks of you know that rush to be the first to report a death or to rest in peace and i and i it's such a weird thing because I'm just like, was this around before social media? This rush to be the first person to, yeah, to you yeah. know, announce that someone has died. And I was, you know, sharing with you all before we recorded. Um, twice I have learned of a death in the family because of Facebook. Um, mm. And, you know, coming from other family and to where I had to reach out to one and say, hey, you know, just wait until everybody, wait until you know everyone has been notified before you mm-hmm. run 
to social media because I know for my family, we're, we are a large family. So it's going to take probably at least a day and a half to let everybody yeah, know. Yeah. But I think you're right. Even when you're talking about what's that like for his family too, to scrolling and seeing people making false reports. And someone made a comment that I thought was really good. They was like, now they understand why chat chat with Bozeman kept his diagnosis. Yeah. In his last mm. days, why they kept it. So, so private because mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. got people online, you know, discussing, analyzing what analyzing. could have caused it. And it's just like, let the, yeah. Before we've got a coroner's report, people are already saying the cause of death and, yeah. you know, all of these things. And mm-hmm. I think about when my father died and how intimate that just period was for me and for my family. And to think about what that would look like if the world got mm-hmm. that news mm-hmm. and ran with it in whatever mm-hmm. direction they felt like, like that is something that I really have been sitting with, you know, and saying like, mm-hmm. man, we got to have more empathy. We got to have more respect mm-hmm. for, more respect. for people, you know, mm-hmm. way more respect. Yeah. So that brings up to kind of this, this interesting idea when you talk about respect is what happens when there's complication or complexities around the person who has passed, um, you know, those complex feelings of like, yeah, I want to grieve this person, but what if I have some other feelings about this person, you know, as well? Well, and in, 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 in this, you know, most recently, you know, has brought up a lot of different feelings. Um, and I think, you know, we were joking earlier about, you know, projecting Arby's. And, but, you know, I really think that oftentimes people um, project what, um, what, you know, what other people have done in their lives and what faults they've made um, onto their own, you know, own personal lives. And it's like, well, you know, what this man did had nothing to do with your personal life. You know, um, there was an uh, there was an episode of Beyond the Man's Inc. years ago, was, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, <clears throat> and DMX and his um, ex-wife, strange wife, and their kids were on, and um, <clears throat> so one of one of his kids is uh, openly gay, mm-hmm. and um, he had made a um, he just he flat out said, you know, it's it's you know it's sin, you're going to hell, and I mean he just you know sent this kid you know straight to the to the you know to the belly of the of, of you know the pits of hell in a matter of minutes, and so there were a lot of discussions. I'm in a group on Facebook called the Men's Stand, and um, they were there was an open discussion about you know how we felt you know about um, uh, about he, this man who up and as far as we know, um, yeah, and yeah. and I had to I had to also look at it from a different perspective. Like we also don't know what happened in between that time. Yeah, you know they could have made amends. They, you Absolutely, know, he came to a better understanding, and That's so I true. really don't think that it was the best. I didn't feel like it was proper to have an open discussion about what you feel about what someone else feels about their child. You know what I mean, regardless mm-hmm. of what they feel about their child, but. Um, you know, we had to bring that point up. Like, you know, this this was years ago, and so many things could have changed in that time frame before this man's passing. So, um, but there are some strong mixed emotions. It also really kind of brings me back to the idea that we're still in that mindset where it's like, I have a problem or I have a feeling, but I don't want to discuss this openly because, you know, in the social media era, you know, thumb thugging is a thing and God forbid Absolutely. someone have a difference of opinion about someone and now you've got 50,000 people swarming at you, 
you know, from right. New York. You know, you a meme. Ready yeah. to get busy, you know, on social media. And now you viral. And so now you viral, you know, because you you know you hate DMX, and that's not even the case. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I think it does bring up that thought that so many people, you know, that people are fractured, right? And there are differences that you know this this person could be an amazing artist and then still carry beliefs that you may disagree with, you know, or that you may say, no, this is totally against my belief system and the importance of being able to share that and being able to say that the beliefs that we know of him are four years old. You know, I think we get into this space of saying, oh, we know everything about celebrities because we saw a 30 minute special on them. And it's like, no, we don't. We only know fractures and parts of their lives but we go so far as to being like no I know this person like I know what they believe I know their relationships I know what it looks like and so really just taking a step back and being able to um, look at it from a more complex space so I, I, I definitely think yeah. that there is a um, there's a there's a big complex with people feeling like they know an artist I mean I, I could talk about Beyonce listen I could literally talk about Beyonce <laughs> all day long yes. Beyonce posted three pictures yesterday she and did. I, and I knew sis was on a plane <laughs> that's it with a cute cute mini skirt that's okay it. and honestly Come we don't mini. know if they just went to pose on the plane we don't know if they would like that's all we know that's it that's all we know literally you can look at the comments and see <laughs> yep Oh, no, I was saying that also makes me think, too, that you are allowed to not share the majority's feelings about a person's passing. And I think sometimes people want it to be OK for them to have complicated feelings. And it's like, yeah, you if someone's artistry or someone's life has been lived in a way that caused you harm or in some way they said that you it's OK for you to feel that way. Um and so I think that's a part of it too. And you don't have to seek validation from social media for it because you might not. You, mm -hmm. act, you you might get the opposite. Mm -hmm. So being able to have those spaces where you can say, you know what, you know, I'm sad that he's passing, but I remember what he said to his son. And that reminded Absolutely. me of what my dad said to me. So, you know, all of those things. And that's a valid feeling. Um, but I think you do bring up a good point that we also don't, both of you are bring up that good point. And we don't know what has happened since then we don't know what the son so when it comes to matters like that i tend to look at the family like i can't be mad about something that his own son not mad about mm, there you yeah. go so but you know people are complicated feelings are complicated and i think we all for whatever reason can resonate with the the sadness around this loss whether it's addiction you know realizing how hard addiction is to beat how common it is, yet how uncommon we don't talk about it, particularly yes. in the hip hop industry. And I was mm -hmm. thinking, and not to go, you know, too far on a tangent, I had got into a Facebook discussion, maybe a debate with this guy who was talking about the, the, the consequences of songs like WAP and performances like Meg mm. and Cardi and what does this say for our women and generation? I was like, so things that are actually killing our people and our artists you not saying anything about that we have uh -huh. young kids 
artists out here getting killed before they can even shoot the video for their single. You know, they're singing and perpetuating violence, like actual things that we can say, hey, they're actually going to jail for this stuff. They are dying of overdoses, yeah. and this is stuff yeah. we are promoting in our music. You say nothing about that, but you're worried about WAP. You're mm -hmm. worried about pleasure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you okay. think, like, that's okay. not the thing that's hurting our community. It ain't WAP. No. So, no. you know, like, think, and I was thinking, like, how many artists have we lost? Like, think, um, Pimp C. Uh, hell, yeah. Lil Wayne. I don't, he what he on his thirty fourth seizure? Mm -hmm. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is out here yeah. fading fast, and fading we're just watching fast. it, yeah. watching it. Mm -hmm. You know, we just lost DMX, and even not just hip hop, like Prince, Whitney, Whitney, her child, her child, her all child, drugs, mm -hmm. all Michael Jackson, addiction, all yeah. of it. Yeah. Amy Winehouse, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so when are we going to kind of have these discussions about the reality? And that's just famous people, like not to say to folks in our own families. In our own yeah. families and communities, <laughs> mm -hmm. right. And mm -hmm. we don't talk, we really, I mean, we already don't talk about mental health enough as it is, but we really don't talk about addiction. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, in the hip hop community, I think that, um, for, so I work in, um, I work for, um, uh, as a background dancer um, for some time. I worked for Pretty Ricky and um, Young Jock. And, yeah, um, yeah. And I think I was probably hitting that scene for about a year and a half before I just fizzled out. I was like, I can't do this. This is too unstable. And I did not grow up in this much instability. <laughs> but for the short time that I, I was there and I was touring with these people, um, you know, I, I, I saw uh, the new different faces of addiction and, and what that looked like on a, on a, like, like not on TV, not being portrayed as, but this is head on. This is somebody who is doing drugs yeah. and then stepping on stage and then doing them again and then stepping back on stage. And and I mean over and over and over. And how it um how it really, although it affects an artist on a negative level, they almost feel like they need it in order to implement those creative juices. Mm -hmm. And and so in my head, in my 19, 20 year old mind, I was like, well, does that mean like I need to be doing drugs because I need to be on my best? Because right now I'm not feeling like my best. Um, and there were you know, there was so much temptation in that in that small time frame. I worked for a recording studio before I got there. And that's when I started seeing the, you know, the engineers and the, you know, the producers. I mean, it was nothing to bring, you know, different substances in and. It's just over inundating and you almost feel like you're not doing something right if you're not a part of it. Um, and so I saw that head on and that scared me enough, even as young as I was to know, like, I don't I don't want to I don't I can't even afford this. Yeah. So I, I know yeah. I can't, you know, and I don't want to be a part of, you know, I can't I can't be a part of. It. Um, and preceding that, I grew up with a parent um, who was an alcoholic and as a result um uh died at work while you know because he was drinking um mm -hmm. on a job so i i've seen addiction in different phases of my life and i've seen it enough to know you know uh, people feel as though they can't really reach that creative peak mm -hmm. so yeah and oftentimes they get those messages like you said like you started to think like man is this something I need to be doing in order to get to that like mm -hmm. apex of where I want to be, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's definitely something that we need to address. We need to talk about 
before the fact, before we lose more people, you Absolutely. know, and not just a, a, a reactive conversation. So yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. It's something one of my, um, when I first got into the world of therapy, initially I wanted to work with teens, teen girls, specifically those with behavioral problems and who were considered at risk until I finally worked with them. And I said, oh, I can't work with teen girls. <laughs> Not attached to a paycheck because uh-uh, no. I'm going to lose my job. Because I said, ooh, <laughs> ooh. That's, that, yeah. that 11, that 12 to 17. Damn. Teens in general. Ooh. I'm like, ooh. It's something about, ooh. Yeah, so I then... um Got into the substance abuse world, kind of inadvertently worked part time. And I did a lot of work on a chemical dependency unit at a hospital and got to um, like go to N.A. meetings and A.A. meetings with my patients. And just one thing I, I saw that stuck out with me is that addiction doesn't discriminate. There were people in there who had never had a job to people who were CEO, former CEOs of Fortune 500 in the same room mm-hmm. dealing with the same yeah. thing. And one of my first bosses when I was like really kind of worried about me stepping into this world because I'm like I've never battled addiction so how am I going to be a you know be an effective therapist in this role he said it's all about coping it's like all addiction boils down to lack of coping skills absolutely people don't know how to cope with their demons or or what so this is the easy way out and he was a recovering um he was in recovery from cocaine and marijuana um and so that's what's always stuck out to me is that if we can teach people how to cope early. Yes. So I love working with students. If we can start early of just like how to how to tolerate distress, mm-hmm. how to find healthier ways, and also how to know when you started to get go down that road of like that part. Oh, I had a bad mm-hmm. day at work. Let me get this bottle of wine. Oop, I had a yep. bad day at work. Let me get this bottle of wine. Like, oh, okay, we five bottles in. At some point, I need to to recognize there's a mm-hmm. pattern. Yeah, happening here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that is that's that's very real because oftentimes we are really trying to deal with the symptoms of addiction as opposed to the root. And like you said, that coping is a big part of addiction work. Um, and it's it's a it's a huge part of of mm-hmm. of what you can do to assist with um getting in front of addictions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of leads directly into our topic for today. Uh, so that's a good segue um, moving into our topic around um, physical health and mental health and mm-hmm. how all of those things, kind of that overlay of both of those factors. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so excited. As you all have heard, James has is amazing in many different lights. But one of the lights that we have him here today is his um, expertise in physical health, um, physical wellness. And so James, tell the people a little bit about who you are um, and give an intro into just kind of your world as a fitness guru. Yeah. So my name is James Patrick. And, um, I am a, I've been in fitness for 13 years. I'm, a, I'm an exercise therapy specialist. Um, I'm a personal trainer, um, so exercise therapy specialist. People always wonder what that is. I'm the guy you come see, come see after your physical therapy. So after you're done with PT, you come see me, and I'm the I'm the segue to that. Um, I was uh, I mentioned to you guys earlier. I was a former professional dancer. I worked for um, uh, a number of like independent artists between um, uh, Columbia and Augusta, and then I trickled down to Atlanta for a little while. Um, uh, before my stepdad passed, um, I had uh, had a scholarship to go to AMDA, 
American Music and Dance Academy in New York. And, you know, life took a turn, but took a turn for the better because I ended up um, um, adopting a really, really deep, uh, profound um, relationship with fitness. Uh, and, and, and that relationship carried me into so many other doors. Um, and so I've uh, been working with uh, Steve Benjamin, Mayor Steve Benjamin of Columbia, South Carolina, for about four and a half years on a grassroots project called Move with the Mayor. Um, you can hear me on Hot 103.9 on Wednesdays. I've been on, uh, been a resident guest for the radio station for about four and a half years. We've gone on five years now. Um, and I work in a few different capacities with the radio station. Um, previously, uh, I was managing a, a, a dance group and we had the opportunity to open up for Faith Evans, Carl Thomas, Cardi B. Um, and aside from all of that mayhem, I am, um, I've been a licensed massage therapist since 2008 and um, I'm a certified stretch therapist. So I embody all of that in these, uh, these four walls uh, called James Patrick Fitness and Wellness. And uh, it'll be three years in August. It'll be three years since I've been, oh my God, yes. three years. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's pretty much me in a nutshell. And um, I love to run my mouth and, you know, and act, you know, and give a little shade on 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 other people's uh, podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can see, he stays booked and busy, people. Booked and busy. Yes, booked and busy. So well, with everything that you have done, James, what prompted you to move into the field of physical health and wellness? I know you mentioned um, before kind of being on that track of dance, being mm -hmm. on that track of saying, OK, this is what I want to do. And then really coming back to what seems like, you know, your love of physical health and, and physical wellness. What are some of the things that prompted you to move in that direction? Oh, my goodness. Well, it's so crazy. You know, I, I always say the the road to growth is rarely linear. And um, and so when I when I got into fitness, I was just a kid. You know, I was overweight. Um, I was a size 38 and I was like 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And um, and so my cousins um, who I adopted as my siblings because I grew up under them and uh, they, they showed me how to lift weights. And um, I, I just all I wanted to do was be cool. I mean, that was all I was trying to do. You know what I mean? So I, I, I was still my cousin's Tabo videos and um, <laughs> me and Billy Blanks, like that. I was like, I want to be Billy Blanks when I get older. Like I want to wear a crop top <laughs> shirt. Everything you see me wear now in class and around is literally because of Billy Blanks, Richard Simmons wow. and, uh, and George Michael. Literally. I see it now, now that you say it. It's yes. all those three people. I am three. I'm those three people. So, um, but I, I, I fell in love with it. Um, before I knew that I had bipolar disorder, I knew that um, I knew I had a lot of emotions. And, and so um, fitness just seemed to be that 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 stable ground for me. And uh, and I, I think I sort of started falling in love with it before I knew what I was doing. Um, and, and I mean, I, I found a poster in the back of my gym a few days ago, something I must have made in 2008 or 2007, like, <laughs> you know, what, why you should get fit. And, you know, there are these old school pictures of me, you know, with my one hand up in my dance troupe, <laughs> and I'm like the, the thickest kid in my class. And so I, I, all of those things really just created, um, uh, who I am now and, and the road to where I, where I started off as, and, um, I, I fell in love with it. Uh, because I found that I could be any and everything I wanted to be as authentically as I could be and still affect people. And I found the realer I became, the 
the more people paid attention. When I started talking about, you know, who I was and my journey through mental health and mental illness, um, people started listening intently. I think we all, we have deep sonar for people who are listening. And so when I felt like people were, you know, listening, I was like, oh, this is, this might be the platform for me. You know, this might be, so I've, I've, um, with the help of Shari and April and so many other psychologists and therapists around the city, I've been able to, you know, talk freely about mental health and on different platforms. Yeah, that's real. I, I like that thought about being able to realize and fall in love with fitness without even mm-hmm. realizing that you were mm-hmm. in that space mm-hmm. um, and using that to be kind of a, a stage to be whomever you need to be in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I can certainly attest to seeing that happen and then also being a part of that and being saying that that has been kind of my journey into fitness and realizing like, oh man, I I do enjoy this and it makes me feel good. And I can't be who I want to be when I am in this space, whether I'm lifting weights or whether I'm in your Twerk Tuesday class or, you know, whatever it looks like and kind of moving into my own physical fitness journey, physical Mm -hmm. wellness journey Mm -hmm. and being able to shape who I want to be in that space. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious, uh, James, did you have like an aha moment or a light bulb moment that was like, I need to share my story with other people. Um, Cause you, you are very vocal and open about your, your um, disorder, whether your, your mental health condition and how you were, you know, how you found out about it. Like you're very, I feel like I know your story cause I, I, I love hearing you talk about it, but what was the, was it like one thing or was it a series of events that let you know, like I have a story to tell that people need to hear. Yeah, it was it was really a series of things. So at, at the time, I was working um, as an editorial, like a freelance writer for um, I just started for a magazine called Sheen Magazine. And um, I worked for Sheen um, maybe about three, three, three solid years. And um, and before that, I was working for a, a local magazine as well. And um I started writing and um, I remember like showcasing my writing. Like I, I, you know, um, I think I took a picture of it and I posted on Facebook and I hinted on, on uh, mental health and mental, mental, before I knew what I was really doing. And I started talking about mental health and um, I, I, I almost wanted to write about being diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I had just gotten diagnosed and it was, it was just, you know, you're, you don't know what, you know, oh my God, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Um, how am I going to manage this? My biggest fear with um, bipolar disorder or having a mental health, um, me- mental illness was that I wasn't going to be able to manage myself. And being self-employed, you know, you're managing, you're, you're essentially an independent artist, you know what I mean? And so I, I couldn't afford um, to, to be thrown off my rocker so hard. And I almost felt like talking about it was going to draw more attention to it, which was going to be a bigger distraction for me. So why not try to internalize it? And, and in the end, I found that um, vocalizing where I came from um, coincided with so many other people, especially in the Black community, in the gay community, in the Caribbean community, um, in, in the cultural community as a, as a whole. They were experiencing these same things and were afraid to talk about it and had never met someone like me who, um, who they could co-identify with. So it, 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 that platform opened up um, 
perfectly in divine timing. I say everything works in divine timing. And it opened up when it did. And um, and I had the opportunity to, you know, expound on that through through Sheen and through Diabru and through all through these different types of outlets. And so it definitely um it it, it spilled over into my professional career. And um and and here I am now. I'm on three sites in a mic. Ow. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Worldwide, booked and busy. Booked hey. and busy. <laughs> when you think about just kind of your own practice of health and wellness, because it's so funny because I see you doing all of these things. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, when does James have time to do his <laughs> own workout? Listen, you know, it's so many his- times I have had to stop myself from DM and James and be like, so you going to sleep? And I'm like, James is a grown man. He does not need me checking out his schedule. But I'm like, when does this man sleep? You sent me a really nice DM one time, April. I don't know when you did. I forgot, but you you basically were like, sit down. And I don't know. It was through Instagram. I I could read between lines. I was like, now I feel like April's something like I need to sit down. Um, But you know what? I have spent a lot of time. My life has been dedicated to trying to find balance. And what I realize is my I'm, I'm always if I think if you do life right, you're always finding yourself in a new place. Mm-hmm. If you do life right, like you're always going to be changing. You're always going to be growing. You're always going to be, you know, manifesting and cultivating and matriculating through different areas of your life if you do it right. And so I had to become comfortable with normalizing the idea that your life is always going to be changing and cultivating and, and transforming like a Decepticon. And and with that, I, I instead of me looking at it like God, uh, I'm, I'm I'm tired and I'm sick of this, and I looked at it like you're just ever changing. And so with with that, um, I've always had to restructure my my self care and you know how does that look for us now? And the older I get, the more cognitive I, I am of my body. Like we talked about earlier, hearing those leaves fall, you know, I taking those four days off last week was right on time. Because yeah. brother man was getting real aggravated for no reason. I'm telling you, then, like you said, the, every time the door opened, I was like, oh, my God, I got another one. <laughs> I am. Y'all got to be going to work at some point, you know, and I'm like, this is your business. Like, this is the blessing that you have worked so hard for you. How dare you be aggravated? Take some time off, son. Yes. So, yeah. Balance is key. That is hilarious. That is so funny, though, how we will get upset about the things we asked for. Let me tell um, you. And I think it's a human thing. I remember in my dissertation process, or not even, I was in that dissertation, doctoral process, I was really overwhelmed. I had to stop and say, April, you asked for this. You asked for yes. it. You asked yes. for it. So you might not have known this was a part of it, but remember, you pray and say, please let me get into this program. Hey. Now you in it. Yeah, hey. here we are. <laughs> Let me tell you, get out of my business. Okay, Look, get off you all in my house. <laughs> Look, I have to pray constantly and say, like, Lord, please help me remain grateful for the blessings that I'm asking for. Yeah. You know, because we all get into that space of like, ah, and another one? Like, come on now. Yeah. You know, um, but I think that is when we get into that space, it it's just like a warning signal. It's like lights on a dash that's mm-hmm. saying, hey, you need to attend to yourself mm-hmm. because these are the things that you wanted. These are the things that you pray for, the mm-hmm. things that you've worked for. Mm-hmm. Why is it irritating you so much? Mm-hmm. You need to check in with you, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's definitely a huge signal that says, 
you might not be as balanced as you think you are right, right. now. Right. And what do you need to do to get to a space where you're not wobbling, where you're feeling a little bit more authentic and balanced mm-hmm. in who you are mm-hmm. and who you want to be? Yeah, Love it. absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I've definitely been, I've spent most of my time um, and I will say in the past, the past year, um, you know, I went through, you know, um, relationship woes and, uh, you know, my, my sister passed away from uh, metastatic breast cancer and, then you know, COVID was hitting. And so all these things were hitting. Womp, bop, 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 bop. And, uh, you know, you get into the realm of I'm a hustler. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm not here to let anything fall. You know what I mean? If I have to hold it up with my toe and with my fingertip and with, you know, with this, with this twist right here, I got to do what I got to do. But, you know, when, when things finally settled down and I finally got a chance to get more present with myself, you know, and, and I got a great therapist um, who, who checks in with me regularly and allows me to, you know, unload so that I can, you know, continue to be a, a, a helping platform for other people because we're all, all of us and you know in this right now we're we're all um we're we're hope for so many people we're so many people's light you know what i mean that's what keeps me grounded every day i wake up at five o'clock i'm like there are people even though you may not feel it you may not see it there are people that cannot wait to get into this gym to spend 45 minutes listening to some ratchet music and pumping some ways and you are the you're the conductor of that Mm -hmm. so i need you present checking in with myself if I don't get to do anything for myself throughout that day checking in with myself is the most important thing um, that I can do yeah I think that brings up a, a really good thought because that is an amazing thing to be able to have to say like I have people who are are saying like being able to come in and spend time and do the things in your gym is my hope but that's also a a huge level of pressure to carry. And so for you, when you're trying to make sure that you're checking in with yourself, what are some of those things that you put into your routine that you're like, this has been so helpful for me to remain balanced and to remain kind of that person that I need to be that you would see yourself recommending to others? You know, I I really think that creating, um, I, so I focus in on my body is my project. And, you know, it's not just something that, you know, you see me post with on Facebook or Instagram. It's really like my, my it's really my holistic project. And so um, when I check in with myself, I'm checking with myself in a number of different ways. When I work out, when, you know, when I wake up in the morning, when I meditate, when I stretch and do hip opener exercises um, to release any kind of heavy thoughts I have going on. Mm-hmm. My goal is to make sure that my sanctuary is standing on the most stable ground before I allow anybody to share that space and time with me. And at 33, I'm not afraid to say I need to reschedule my sessions. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to say, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not afraid to text my studio manager and be like, I really need, and we don't have to tell nobody. We don't have to, I don't have to explain it. We don't have to do anything. I I know myself enough to know today I'm grateful, but today I am extremely tired. And in order to be my best self, I have to excuse myself from, you know, pretending that I'm going to be my best self to you. You know what I mean? I listen, I know me, I can be, I can be something else when I'm not on, you know what I mean? I don't need any, I don't need to project any of those feelings onto my clients. 
that's real that's real that's good i think there's so there's a power in getting comfortable with saying no and Mm -hmm. i was sharing this with a client um about it's okay to change your mind um that sometimes on monday i might agree to something on saturday because i got monday energy and then saturday comes and i'm like ooh. I don't think I can do this anymore. And I and it's actually a pet peeve of mine when people cancel what the last minute will be. Uh, so I don't, I really don't do it often because it's, it's a thing. Like I will show up bloody, bleeding, and torn. But then I realize that April, sometimes it's okay to not, I, where was it? I was supposed to go out with y'all one night and I'm literally, I probably had a fever. Yes, I just was not feeling I, I was like, no, that. I said I was going. And Sharp was like, you don't have to go. Right, it's that. <laughs> And I was like, no, I'm going to make it. But then it's like, no, you can, you can say, I can't do it anymore. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've had, I've had to do that on my personal life too. Like, you know, being single and, you know, dating, you know, you make these plans sometimes and you be excited when you make them plans. Let me tell you, (laughs) but I made that on Monday with you for Thursday and now it's Wednesday and I, the way I got it in me, I'll got it in me. I, I literally just told a guy because he he had been trying to get in touch with me, Rich, and it just was not a good time. Like it's it was hectic, and he's just like, "So are you not interested?" I said, "Well, I think my schedule doesn't match with your communication needs," and that's about the best way I can put it. Is the way Absolutely. my life is right now. I'm I can't talk to you the way you need to talk. No, not all up and through the day, sir. I work hard from from <laughs> nine to six, and hard. sometimes I come home from seven to nine and work again. Hard. Absolutely. No, I saw James. You posted um, a few days ago, and you were like, "Just because I'm posting on Facebook or posting on social media, that doesn't mean that I'm just sitting around posting on social media. Like that's a part of my job." And so. Don't take it as though I'm just sitting around waiting, you know, and I think it's important to be explicit about those boundaries in that level. Like you can't, April, you always say you can't pull from an empty cup. And if my cup is empty, you really don't want to come over here clinking that spoon thinking you about to get something because because i ain't got no i ain't got no tea or no sugar for you. You know what I mean? Go get some of Miss Sugar lemonade. Keep on playing. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's so important to know thyself, right? Mm-hmm. Know thy limits. Know thy limits and act accordingly. And mm-hmm. don't be afraid to let people know what your limits are. I think that when we when it's hard for us to say no to other people, it's because it's hard for us to say no to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so being able to say to myself, like, no, Shari, you can't do 18 things and you worked all day and you got clients after client and now you're trying to work out then you're trying to do this and you're trying to cook and you're trying to do and you can't do all of that every single day Mm-mm. some days you may be able to but there are some days where that's just not the reality of the situation and being able to say no to myself mm-hmm. has allowed me more freedom to say no to other people mm-hmm. absolutely and and there's so much power I, I I talked about this a lot last year because I had never experienced it um, cognitively, um, you know, touching, t- tapping into my power. Um, oh my god, Baby. was <laughs> was probably the most enlightening series of experiences I've ever had with myself. 
And I learned that there does not have to be a gang of anxiety centered around telling someone no. I there have been so many times I have anxiety. I have allowed anxiety to rule my my yes. my decision. You know, because I don't want to dis I don't want to disrespect or I don't want to upset or I don't want to I don't want. And what are you doing to yourself in the process of all that? <laughs> That's that's really big. And that brings up kind of a point um, that I wanted to bring in today. What we know is that about 75 to 90 percent of all health care visits, so to the primary care providers, are stress related. Right. So we show up with physical ailments saying, hey, I'm having this. I'm having gastrointestinal. I'm having headaches. I'm having body aches. And oftentimes the primary care providers are coming back and saying there's no physical signs of this happening. It's related to anxiety. It's related to stress. Mm -hmm. And so for you, as you are working with people's bodies, James, how often do you see that showing up for your clients where they're coming in with physical aches and it's related to stress or mental health or anxiety. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I have learned. Let me also say I grew up around sick people all my life. Um, <clears throat> I had a cousin who, uh, who helped, helped raise me, um, who died of kidney failure. Uh, my other cousin who I consider my sister, she passed from metastatic breast cancer. And so I, consequently I grew up around a lot of sick people what I also grew up around was a lot of unhappy people. Um, <clears throat> and mm-hmm. it took being where I am now um, to understand that a lot of what we're dealing with physically has a lot to do with what we feel mentally and emotionally. And um, I, what, when I know that, when I recognize that within a person, um, I always try to, my goal is to keep you mindful. In everything I do, dance, massage therapy, twerk Tuesday, what all all of that is just mindfulness. That's all it is. It's it's masking what it and that it's just the, it's mindfulness. So when people are talking to me about, you know, them having repeat back issues or having this hip issue or having I, I have a client that's been coming in with a headache for two weeks, honestly. And, you know, I finally sat down with her yesterday and I was like, well, you know, um, what's going on? You know, tell me about your job. Like, how's that going? And she she opens up about it. And it's just like you said, statistics don't lie, you know, and there are so many ailments that we are um, that are contributed to the stress and anxiety that goes on. Uh, stress and anxiety for a lot of people is like a hum. It's like a silent hum that just happens all day long that you normalize and normalize. It's always there. It's always there. And it's going to present itself in some way, shape or form. And so my my job as an SCT is to keep people mindful of their bodies, establish that mind-body connection and keep them there as long as they can be there while I, while they're under my care. I like that. I like that example of the hum. It's like we get so used to, to things that we don't realize that it maybe should not be there. Yeah. Um, just like most hums, you know, the longer it's there, you begin to habituate and it just becomes a part of the background. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's super important. One thing I do um, appreciate about your approach to health um, is that you don't sell gimmicks. And that is a big thing with me and just from so. So my research was on black women and their bodies, specifically around their body dissatisfaction. And. Mm-hmm you know, learning so much about how bodies are sold to people. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and but not fitness. Like it's not mm-hmm. you're not you have a lot of people who are not selling wellness or, or health. They're selling a body, and or they're selling these products. Drink this tea, and you'll you know drop thirty pounds in two weeks. Like unless that tea got cocaine or crack in it, you not dropping thirty pounds. And that ain't what you want. <laughs> at all. You know, so I definitely have always appreciated your um your approach to to wellness and you don't you don't beat up your clients you know i know there's a there's a very popular um fitness instructor in in not 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 in south carolina and i've seen their videos and i'm like i don't think i could do this class because he is like a drill sergeant you're like really (laughs) cussing people out because they're not stepping on this brick hard enough but that works for them that works for them for all 300 of them listen maybe i said woof they they yeah. that work and I was like okay but it's also important to know what you know what works for you and what doesn't because I know mm-hmm. I've been there hold up hold up who you yelling at because I'm paying you talking to my ankle I'm old my ankle hurt okay <laughs> but you know what I've realized is in the fitness community I've had so many people um up until maybe a couple of years ago that would come to me and during the consultations I would they would say listen I need somebody who's going to be on me like cuss me out like do this like you know let i want and i've had i have had people women literally tell me i want you to call me a fat s and tell me exactly and i i never i used to watch harvey cartel on um uh what is that the boot camp something other celebrity 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 yes and i remember him looking at him and he'd be like don't you ever in your cartoon life ever and I would be like, that's abuse. That's abuse. Absolutely. And I'm not here to give you abuse. Like, I'm not here to be your abuser. And I'm not here to be the parent that abused you or the relationship Hello. that abused you. I am not you're trying him. to recreate in this and session. No, yes. you're trying to say that and if you don't feel the abuse, it's not real. And yeah. I'm not, I ain't here for that. You know, I'm not that kind of trainer. <laughs> and it also continues this really unhealthy relationship people already have with their bodies. Like, yeah. why I, I shouldn't have to cuss you out to mo- to get you motivated? And if I do, let's let's dig deep. Like, why? Yeah, why, why is that necessary for me to make you feel so bad about yourself mm-hmm. that that's was because that's not that's not sustainable. It may work. Mm-hmm. It'll get you in the door. It's not gonna keep you coming back though. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, the people request for me to. I'm like the first. First, this is not you know an S and M convention. <laughs> and but there may what well, we may find out. This is a niche. Right. Is there a market? If there's a market. Okay. <laughs> Let me find my leather belt. Get your okay. OnlyFans channel. Okay. <laughs> now squat. I Burpee. Said squat lower. Whip, crack the whip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not him. I'm I'm about to send you to Shari so that she can talk to you about setting up some smart goals for yourself. Exactly. That don't involve you being, <laughs> you know, emotionally abused. Oh, ma'am. But no, April, I think you were hitting also on a really good point around like selling bodies and mm-hmm. what that means and what that can look like, especially in the fitness community. And you see these bodies. So, you know, it's 
plenty of times I tell James, like, let me get your thighs. Like, just what can I do to get your thighs? And James is like, well, let me tell you, you don't want to know what I have to do to get my thighs, you know, but what can you do to get the thighs that you want, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think so often we get into these spaces where we see these Instagram fitness instructors, no shade to anybody who is, you know, getting their stuff on Insta. Absolutely. But sometimes it's not, we don't get the full story of what it takes to get those bodies and we're seeing those and we're really trying to like push ourselves Mm -hmm. and we end up in these unhealthy habits Mm -hmm. of trying to get a body that we see through a screen Mm -hmm. also just forgetting about genetics like a lot of people's bodies is genetics yes like i and and that's not to knock the work because you still have to do work to maintain it Mm -hmm. but it's only so much booty you're going to get. Yeah. Because it's fat. Unless you're about mm-hmm. to get something injected. Now, you can lift it. You can sculpt. You can you can tone. You can tone. Mm-hmm. But you trying to change the literal shape of your body, that's yeah. not fitness. Yeah. Like, it's about Absolutely. getting the best body that you were given. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But that's because yeah. we have also been sold. There's only one type of body you should be happy with. And I tell Tam, who I work out with all the time, so Tam, I don't want abs because I know I'm not going to do the work to maintain them that right. ain't even my goal right you know i, I won't I, I i just don't want to have to wear uh spanks so mm-hmm. can we get there because <laughs> i know i'm not going to do the work that and i'm not going to lie to you until you're about to be giving up x y and z yeah and so i'm not going to do that because that's not you it. you y'all can have the abs it's just not i'm old i'm good i like what i got right now <laughs> Let me just not have to wear no support underneath That's these clothes. <laughs> so when people it. hug me, they don't feel yes. like there's a whole different person under exactly. the clothes. Exactly. Yes. That's it. That's my point. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You and, and, and that comes with setting a standard for yourself. Also comes with lo- loving yourself. And there are so many people that, you know, and I have taken consultations and assessments so much se- more seriously in the past year with COVID because it's not just about getting your numbers and figuring out how much body fat is. I need, we need to understand how much, where you, where you, where you stand on loving yourself, you know, I, and, and it doesn't just go for women. You know, there are men that come in here, you know, I mean, men's men that come in here in their forties. I know, I be watching. Yeah, we got, you know, I got to be like, like hey, Clyde. Through, right? <laughs> hey, Clyde in the back. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I mean, they come in and I mean, they, they have the same issues with, you know, really appreciating their bodies for what they have because of everything that they see on a regular basis. You know, this is the standard. This is the standard. Now I've had to sit some men down on a regular basis. Like, do you see this person? Let me show you what he takes. I've had to break it down. Like this is this person in the fitness community. We call a series of supplements a stack. And I told him this is his stack. And most of this is chemically engineered. This is not anything your body's going to receive for the long term. These are the negative effects of it. This is what this person has cycled on and off of. And this is this is why you don't look like him. You know, and, and a lot mm, of that precedes mm-hmm. body dysmorphia and yes. uh, eating disorders and Absolutely. It's a whole host of things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I remember when our friend, uh, Char- our friend Sterling was uh, preparing for a fitness competition and uh, he was my, my supervisor at the time. And he, had, he was like, oh, it's a cheat day. I can have 12 almonds. I said, what? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're cheating with 12? Oh, okay. With 12 I plant-based get... almonds. 12. 
I'm right. about the, I'm not about that. So that lets me know I don't I'm not about that fitness. I mean I never was, but but yeah, but seeing what sorry, seeing what people have to go through mm-hmm. to get there. And that's with so many things. We often see people's end result and we don't see all the work, the blood, sweat, mm-hmm. the tears, and the sacrifices yeah. that went yeah. there. So we gotta be very careful when we are envying what other people have because we don't mm-hmm. know what they gave up or what they are giving up absolutely to get there absolutely yeah so it, it, it's it's definitely um it, it's 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 a spectacle to see people come in on a regular basis who um who have so many underlying issues that result from childhood trauma that result from you know um repetitive emotional places that that never healed and um and all of a sudden they want to lose you know 50 pounds in the next three months and and I'm like that. I think, Shari, you touched on, you know, finding the root of what's going on. Like, what, what's the root? Because all we're going to do is you're going to come in a few times and then you're just going to be missing sessions or mm-hmm. you're not going to receive. You're not receiving the knowledge that I'm giving to you. You just want to know what can I do to do this? What can Absolutely. we do to heal? What can we do to heal you to help you heal? And then, you know, figure out what I, I and I'm not afraid to say now in, in these consults. Let's not even focus on the weight. Let's just focus. Mm. Let's just focus on yes how to not look at food or carbs Absolutely. as a as a as an enemy. Let's yes. let's focus on that. Yeah, so, definitely, yeah. definitely. And even when I do um, wellness consultations, I will start with their physical goal because they'll mm-hmm. come. They'll be like, "Oh, you know, I want flat stomach. I want this. I want that." And then we move into well, what is the value, mm-hmm. right? What is your value? Why is that important to you? Mm-hmm. And that's when you really go deeper for people and they say things like, I want to be able to take my two boys to the mountain and hike. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, that's the goal. Like that's that's the golden nugget, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How do we get that? How do we live that life? Mm-hmm. As opposed to the life where we got a flat stomach and mm-hmm. a, a high butt, you know, because that yeah. might not be your testimony. Absolutely. That ain't my testimony. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that's that doesn't mean that I can't live a life that is filled with my values. Mm-hmm. And so being able to make that connection and saying we use physical health as physical fitness as a way to meet our values, mm-hmm. but that doesn't have to be the the value. It doesn't have to say, well, if I don't have this body mm-hmm. or if my body doesn't look this way, then I'm, my life isn't valuable mm-hmm. or I'm not valuable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, understanding your value um, it's not going to come from, and and that's why I'm so grateful that, um, you know, we merged, you know, services um, in a way that allows people to get, you know, physical, uh, physical help as well as, you know, that emotional boost, um, because it allows people to listen. I, at this point, if you want to hire a trainer, hire a therapist also, because they are they, before you, you don't know it, but they're going hand in hand. <laughs> You, you're going to need both of them because um, it, it's imperative. And there are so many trainers out there that have good intentions, but don't know how to care for their clients' emotional um, uh, e- emotional um, needs because we're too busy trying to keep clientele. You know, we, we got to keep the doors open. We got to keep the revenue yeah. going, you know, and you and you want me to help you find an absolution for, you know, what's going on and what happened to you when you were eight. Like, I don't. I got two people coming in in 20 minutes. Like, what? <laughs> and you got to wipe down equipment in the, in the middle, in between. Hey. <laughs> mm. 
this is this is good. So I I have a question as we kind of get get close to our end. Um, what's and this is totally unrelated to anything. So just kind of curious because I was thinking about you know we've been talking about the things we do for work and how busy we are, but I'm curious about just like the fun part of of your life. So what's the latest new thing you've done? <sighs> Uh, the latest new thing I've done, Or tried, whether it's a food, an experience, and this could be, everybody can answer. sorry, I like go ahead. it. I'll think about it. Go ahead. <laughs> You first, sorry. Wait a minute now. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Anybody who listened know I'm not the first one to be tossed in the alley-oop to, but let me think something new and fun that I did. I went to... a gun range not too long ago and i've been saying that i want to go for many reasons you know uh yeah i've been saying i want to go but i haven't done that um at an actual gun range and so went to an actual gun range tried out a couple of different guns and i mean my I, it's not for me but it was fun i enjoyed it Not about um that life. it no it made me a little anxious made me a little anxious the whole time i was there but It was something new outside of my comfort zone, something I was like, you know what, I want to do that. And I actually went and did it. And so that was something new. It was fun. Like once I left, I was like, man, that was fun, you <laughs> know. mm -hmm. Um, so that's definitely a new thing, a fun thing that I've done that I was anxious while I was doing it, but I enjoyed it after. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I went to uh, and I, I mean, I feel like I grew up in Atlanta, but I, I, I've seen so many different faces of the city. So I had a, um, I had a chance to bike ride through uh, like Piedmont Park, which takes you through Yeah, the. Um, did you do the belt line? I did a belt line. I did the belt Yeah. line. I got a chance to do the belt line. That was a really good experience. Um, I don't agree that people need to. I would never walk. ever walk that belt line if never um but i had a great time and it and I'm, i've become more of an outdoors person um so i mean that was that was that was fun yeah Okay, april okay. mm-hmm Um, so I was, okay, so, um, photography and I, I, I hesitate to use the word photography cause it sounds like I'm doing more than what I am, <laughs> but I am learning, uh, I decided to just check out a camera from work. Um, and part of it was because I was like, oh, I need more pictures for my social media stuff. And I'm not trying to book a photo shoot every time I need more For four pics. point two million dollars. Listen, Okay. listen, Okay. the, uh, this is when, with LLC Twitter, what they don't be telling you about is all the stuff that goes into a uh, branding, the makeup, the hair, Yes. the location. Yes. I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta help pay for the locations, Uh the huh. set too. Uh -huh. Oh, For real. I didn't, Mm. I didn't, and you, Yeah. and, Yes, and, ma'am. and I gotta bring, oh, okay. And you You gotta gotta bring Uh, stuff. <laughs> You gotta bring and you props. gotta bring props. So, um. Uh, I was like, oh, well, I can, you know, some of these, I can just get a camera set on the timer, boom, boom, boom. But it was actually fun, like just playing around. Yes. So I was like, I haven't picked up a hobby. It, it made me realize I haven't picked up a hobby in a very long time. Yeah. Like just tried something new and was like, okay, this is cool. And it's completely out of my comfort zone. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like literally, I'm like, I don't know what this button it does, but I'm about to play around with Mm -hmm. it. Mm So -hmm. it's been kind of, and it's okay. So it's been cool kind of like being, Because I think sometimes as adults, we don't get very many new experiences where we have to learn from scratch or like exercise that part of our brain where 
we're unfamiliar because we get comfortable. We kind of yeah. stick to what we know. Mm -hmm. So it's been cool kind of like, and then running into other people like, I don't know what this means. They're like, oh, well, this is what it is. And just explaining it. Um, so I would say that was probably the last thing. That's so fun. Love it. Yeah. And to bring it full circle with talking about coping, get you a hobby. Yeah. Like, getting like having a hobby and a lot of people think they have hobbies but they don't because mm -hmm. it's connected to like work mm -hmm. or their children or, mm -hmm. or another line of income yeah something get you a hobby that doesn't have to pay you mm -hmm. that you just enjoy doing because it brings you joy like april said it opens up that other side of your brain where you're learning something new it's introducing you to other people mm -hmm. like get a hobby I absolutely love that. absolutely i love, love it that. Love yeah it. Well, that was okay. a good wrap-up question. Look, I'm gonna use that as our closeout. You know, <laughs> um, I feel like that was a great wrap-up. That was good. Question. Agreed. Full circle. <laughs> Agree. Awesome. Okay. Um. So, do we want to do send one your love still? Yeah, we can. Okay. We can do a quick send one your love. All right. I so, send yes, one your love is. It's a time where we send our love to. It could be a person, a thing, a concept, anything that has brought. A, a joy or a smile to your face or joy made you laugh and you just want to express appreciation as you just send them some gratitude and send some love um so i have one well first let me ask our our guest host james do you have someone or something or entity that you like to send your love to uh you know what i would love to send my love to you guys for everything you've been doing selflessly, you know, not only in the, in the in the professional realm, but, you know, just being a guiding light, you know, with with this amazing podcast. And I think that, you know, women sometimes are the most undervalued um, entities in and around us. So if nobody hasn't already, I'd love to just project my love to you guys uh, for this amazing um, podcast and, and this platform that y'all are creating separately and collectively thank, thank you thank yeah. you thank you i receive it receive <laughs> <laughs> um, actually okay i have two this is this is interesting so first one the one that came to mind um i want to send my love out to my students who i hope are not listening and have no idea i have this podcast <laughs> um <laughs> I had one who was like, oh, my God, your podcast. I was like, why are you listening? What? Why are you listening to me? <laughs> Stop <laughs> listening to what I am saying um, to everybody else. <laughs> so a pro my, my department, two of my um, team members did a wonderful program where it was a TEDx style type of talk where students share their experiences with mental health. Had about five students. These are undergraduates. And the transparency that they show, I... Ain't no way at 19, 20, 21, I would have been on someone's Zoom talking about my suicide attempt mm. or transitioning into the gender that affirmed what I mean. And I was just yeah. so taken wow. away and taken aback by their bravery and mm. their ability to articulate. And it's a program that um, I started a, a couple of years back of wanting to get students to, to take the lead on talking about mental health because we know students listen to other students. But seeing how you know the people who created coordinated the program like helped with these students get their story together but the bravery that they show at 37 i still get butterflies to share certain things i'm mm -hmm. like these are 20 somethings who yeah. are talking about coming out to their family and 
and their parents' addictions and to the mm-hmm. whoever picked up. So I was just really inspired and just mm-hmm. so appreciative of that because I know someone's going to hear that and mm-hmm. not feel alone. Mm-hmm. And that's they're going to know that it's not just them and there's a way out, that's which is what mm-hmm. the biggest thing is we want people to know it doesn't stop there. Like right. the worst moment of your life is not permanent. And so absolutely having their peers. So I was super, super sending my love out to them. And then lastly, the um, associate at Sephora, who was just so friendly. And I'm sure they're trained to be friendly because <laughs> they got all my money. Um, and, you know, it's just nice sometimes to just have people who are just friendly. And she recognized yeah. the, my Jody pen. So I have a pen as uh, Jody from Daria. And she oh. was like, oh, my God. And this was this girl's like young, <laughs> young white girl who might be 24. So I was wow. like, you've seen Daria? What's she talking about like, Daria? Oh. Right. And Jody. Right. <laughs> but um, it was nice. I was just thankful for people who's, who still take pride in, in their work. And she helped me pick out some face moisturizers. Right. And, and $430 off. later. Listen. Yes. Listen. That's I was like, be I can't. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying. You know. Trying over trying. here. Okay. After you hit a certain age, you got to buy all types of things for oh, your face. Listen, like skin. I said, if you was wearing them sketches, sketcher clogs, you should be using ret- <laughs> retinol. Okay. <laughs> Anti-aging. <laughs> Anti-aging. Can I'm, I get some peptides? I'm okay. spraying rose water on me every day. Every day. Chrissy Teigen said it was good. <laughs> Follow the mist. Follow oh. the mist. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh my goodness um so i want to send my love out to end of it like just this conversation has made me think about how connection is so important so connecting to people and allowing people to connect to you on a deeper level like mm-hmm. james when you said oftentimes people come in and you are the hope for their day like that sat with me of just the work that we all do me you april help anyone in kind of that helping profession Mm -hmm. um and how important it is how powerful it is Mm -hmm. but also at times how how draining it can be Mm -hmm. um and so i want to send my love out to everyone in like a helping profession especially Mm -hmm. during this time as we are just really leaning on others while they're leaning on us Mm -hmm. to make it through Mm -hmm. just day to day Mm -hmm. like it's so powerful i think about just how amazing it is to be able to have those connections and how earth shattering it can be when you don't have those connections. And so really just want to send my love out to all of us as we are trying to just get each other through. Yeah. Um, It reminds me of that quote, we're all just walking each other home. That's it. And and that's exactly what it is. And so, yeah, I want to send my love in that direction. You know, rarely, I I find that rarely um, throughout a selfless person's life, rarely are they are they ever not spending time being selfless rarely do they ever give spend time not giving them you're doing it in one shape way or form you're doing it in one version of yourself or in one one aspect of your life but i think that in this in this act of selflessness because i mean that's what i consider you guys healthcare workers in general i mean you know i've seen it more more now than ever you know there's a consistent amount of selflessness that goes into your work and mine too and so I think that um, setting the tone and kind of normalizing that I'm, I am working in a selfless uh, in a selfless capacity 
kind of kind of kind of eases me into the day on on a regular. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, we are super excited to have you here for this yes. episode. Yes. Our Thank first you. guest host. Our first guest host. Oh my so God. y'all listen in. Yes, yes. So listen in as we have other guest hosts throughout this time while Erica's on maternity leave. Mm-hmm. Definitely Dropping send a baby. your love, right? <laughs> Dropping a whole human. Dropping oh, a whole mm, my... That's a whole different level of my God. baby. <laughs> Listen, I just remembered I ain't paid Dominion Energy and y'all oh, have kids. Yes. You over here having birth and babies, Lord. And I forgot send... to pay my utilities bill. <laughs> so send your love to Erica, y'all. Send your positive energy as she moves into a new phase in her life as a mother. Um, but come back, listen to us, check out who might be our next co-host while she's away Um, you can always find us on Instagram, Facebook at 3 Sykes and a Mic you can listen to us on many podcast platforms that's a tongue twister many podcast platforms including spotify apple music google music all of those fun things um make sure that you're like listening recommending and subscribing and we will catch y'all on the flip side we'll see you next time bye y'all thank you Bye. bye Welcome to the Weekly Wind Down. Take time to unwind with G and Key. Join us as we discuss life, love, and all of the above. Grab your wine and unwind with your new favorite duo, where happiness is an inside job and loving yourself first is the key. The Weekly Wind Down. Let's get geeked this week. You can find the Weekly Wind Down every Sunday, everywhere you listen to podcasts.